0: following is a presentation of the Outside Blitz Radio Network.
1: Recording live from Studio Shanto, outside of Detroit, Michigan, you're listening to Scotty Freytown and Tyler Dean, the Outside flip
0: and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Outside Blitz. I am your host, the highly allergenic Scotty Freytown, <laughs> and I'm here with the tenacious, titillating Tyler Dean. Uh, Tyler, how's everything going? It's been a long couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, you and allergies,
2: and me. I'm sick, recovered. Oh my so god! It's been, a,
0: it's been a week. What, man? I, we were just talking before we jumped on here. I got to tell you, I my aller, I've always had allergies my entire career my, my entire career my entire life the vid. no it's not the vid but but like around this time of year so we've got that tree out back and it the vid tree it, yeah we got this tree out back and it blooms every year you know that one that makes those real pretty flowers mm-hmm. yeah those pretty flowers suck <laughs> okay they just ruin my day so i went out and i i mowed the lawn last weekend and it has not quit ever since Ever since I mowed the lawn and just did all that like outdoorsy shit, yeah, horrible idea. My whole fucking head is just it
2: reminds me of a few years ago.
0: Oh, <coughs> oh, geez, now
1: oh, van, the van, the van.
2: When we first moved into our house, um, I was mowing the lawn and I was getting up in this bush and, and cooking some weeds. Found out a few days later that I'm like my whole body just started rashing. And like, Aaron goes, "What'd you do?" I'm like, well, oh, I was mowing the lawn, and missing that bush. She goes, she goes outside, he goes. That's poison sumac. <laughs> like, oh, shit.
0: <laughs> no, we, I mean, I was just like, oh, man, why why, why the hell? And this didn't happen last year. That's the kicker. It's like, like I've always had allergies. I've always been allergic to ragweed. But this didn't happen last year. This didn't happen until, like, October. Normally, October rolls around, and this is when this stuff starts up. Not around this time of year. So I'm just like, what in the hell are we dealing with? But we got some football stuff. I know you took a we. Uh, Someone was sick, so we moved it back a week. That's okay. but you said I didn't cancel 80 shows. Hey, you need to calm down, okay? <laughs> but we, we do have the uh, we got the draft. It, it is officially according to tankathon.com, which is probably the most hilarious draft website name I've ever seen. Um, we are 11 days, 10 hours and 35 minutes as of, the, as of this recording, away from the NFL draft. Um, I'm excited. I always love draft day, and uh, it, we're getting all fired up. So we're going to cover some draft news after the break. We do have some news around the league that we want to jump right into. Um, most recently, you had Sheldon Richardson. He gets cut by the Browns. Well, I, saves $11 million. I don't understand this move.
2: I kind of do because of the signing they just made.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I get it. it. It is an upgrade. Yeah. They, well, here's the thing. So Jadavian Clowney's an end. Sheldon Richardson's a tackle. I, I just don't understand the move from that perspective. Uh, I don't know if it, it was just a cap casualty in this situation. No,
2: saving eleven million, I, I, that was a cap casualty. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, so they save eleven million. They they signed Jadavion Clowney, and and he's on a one year ten million dollar deal. So I like the the Clowney signing. I think Clowney is underrated. I think Clowney is it, like just watching the way he was when he was with the Seahawks. I just I feel like he's an underrated guy. Well,
2: I don't think that underrated is the issue. I think everyone knows he's a great player. Just the first three years of his career
0: he was came hurt. with injuries. Yeah. And but when when he's out there, it he's a completely just like a game changing mm-hmm. type of player. And and I, I mean I was surprised he lasted on free agency for as long as he did. The Browns get him essentially on a huge discount. One year ten million? That's it? That's all you had to pay for. I mean I think the guy's only twenty eight. I mean, 27, 28. I mean, he's not an old player here. This isn't a guy that. If you're
2: comparing age to number of games played,
0: <laughs> he's probably a
2: little, little, little old.
0: Yeah, I mean, but still, I, I just, I think this is a huge signing for them, and I think the Browns are gonna, gonna benefit greatly from having Jadavion Clowney on their football team. He's, he's an outstanding defensive end. Oh um, yeah. So they're, they're gonna benefit. I mean, big time from Browns that. Browns are getting better. Yeah. It, the Browns have suddenly become, you know, last year. I don't think anybody anticipated them going as far as they did in the playoffs. I don't think anybody anticipated them being as good as they were. They were good last year, and they were very good last year. And and now, weirdly enough, you know, where where we were talking about Buffalo last year being the contender, the the Super Bowl contender because they got they were so good last season. I think we're going to be talking about the Browns the same way. You could very well, and and this this sounds nuts, but you could very well see Browns and Bills in the AFC title game.
2: It's what we were kind of hoping for this past
0: year. Yeah, one I mean, made it. One did, and and you you could very well see that, which I called by the way. Yeah, you did, you did, and and uh, I mean Browns Browns and Bills in the AFC title game would be a fun time. I, I think that it, just because it's such a changing of the guard and it's such a change of pace from what we've seen over the last fifteen years. That would be fun to see, um we also have some other movement going on in the AFC the Patriots cornerback j c Jackson he signs his second round tender it's a franchise tag with the Patriots, so he'll be back with them. He had... I'm
2: honestly surprised no team because with with a the, the tender a team can offer yep that tender I'm surprised the team didn't offer a second rounder for j c Jackson
0: Here's the thing about j c Jackson so there were he he was such a boomer bust corner. There were so many occasions where where J.C. Jackson either it was either I'm getting burned, or I'm getting an interception. It was well, one of the kinda,
2: two. He's kind of like uh, like 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 Walmart Marcus Peters, right? Because Peters is not a shutdown corner. He's a he's a he's a he's a playmaker, right? And J.C. Jackson's gonna make your plays.
0: Yeah, he he was making. He I think if I'm not mistaken, he led the league in interceptions. But if last he season. gets
2: burned, he gets burned bad.
0: Right, and and that was a one of the big things. Like I a lot of the patriots games would wind up in in primetime spots so i would i would or or at four o'clock so not i do not need
2: more yeah i
0: know so i would see these patriot games and i would go okay jc jackson he has a ton of picks and everybody would would sing his praises on the air but you know come come that time he would be getting burned that's that was the thing like like he would still be getting burned by these number one receivers and whatnot so i mean I understand the point of him bringing him back because he had a lot of picks, and obviously turnovers are a huge deal in the NFL. You know, you're, you're getting the ball back. But they they got to start reducing the amount in which J.C. Jackson's getting burned by some of these number ones. Um, also in Patriot land there, you had the wide receiver Julian Edelman. He fails his physical, gets released by the Patriots, and then promptly retires from the NFL at age 35. we got to ask the question, Tyler, I know the answer, and I'm going to say a hard no. Is Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer? No, absolutely not. I agree with you. Um, not even
2: in 20 years after all the wide receivers that are not in that are better than him make it. No, it's yeah. still not for me.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I I don't think uh, I don't think Edelman. When I see guys like Heinz Ward not in the Hall of Fame, and I see guys like Sterling Sharp not in the Hall of Fame. Oh.
2: Ignoring the other receivers, I still say no.
0: Yeah, I well, I mean, I still say no. But but just going down the line and looking at that, I'm like, uh-uh, no way. A Julian Edelman is not a Hall of Famer. The fact that people are even yelling and screaming and hooting and hollering about, oh, Julian Edelman is a Hall of Famer. No, 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 he's not a Hall of Famer. He will never be a Hall of Famer. I think he only had six thousand yards in his career or something like that. It wasn't it wasn't Hall of Fame worthy numbers. Up. 6,000 yards and I, I think to 36, times
2: cross 36
0: touchdowns. I mean, like, and I, I, he played a while, too. So, I mean. He 3,000-yard seasons. Three 1,000-yard seasons. That's it. So, I mean, it, it's nonsense. It, it Fun fact. Marshall Falk had the same, uh, had more yards than him through the air, or just like 100 yards less than him through the air.
2: Well, Falk also played for how many years? Right, right, right. Well, no, (laughs) I mean,
0: he had had 12 seasons, Falk did. But still, my point is is that a running back had as many receiving yards as you and Uh, touchdowns.
2: 11 seasons, he had 6,800. Yeah. I want to. I, this doesn't seem right to me.
0: <laughs> Go on
2: next news, I'll yep. you I can check up what I've So it
0: was, yeah, I but I'm I'm Falk was in the neighborhood, I know that.
2: If that's true, that's gonna be amazing.
0: If Falk was in the neighborhood. I think he had sixty four hundred or something like that and thirty-six touchdowns. So I mean it, it was a it's one of those things where I, I just can't even come close to getting behind Julian Edelman as a Hall of Famer. Everybody's saying that. That's ridiculous shit. Um moving forward you got Cordarell Patterson. He signs a one-year deal, one-year three million dollar deal with the Falcons. Um, Obviously, this is a kick returner situation, but um, yeah, Patterson is uh, going to the Falcons. I like this signing. He's obviously not going to be a receiver if they do use him as a running back, which we saw in Chicago, which was weirdly effective sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, The honestly, I, I think he's. He's special teams, and that's what he's going to do. The big problem with Cordero Patterson for years has always been that he can't run a route. <laughs> that's that's the big problem. He's not a route runner. He's just a, hey, go vertical down the field, catch the ball kind of guy. He's never get been able to Get as far as you that. can
2: catch the ball because you're going to get tackled for that.
0: Right, and they've got plenty of guys that are able to do that. He's a speedster. He's a good kick returner. That's what he's there for, and the Falcons sorely needed a kick returner. So there you go. Patterson's your new guy. Yeah, so um, in
2: one season more, um, Marshall Falcon in 12 seasons had 68,075 receiving yards. Mm.
1: Well, 68,000, 6,08. 6, yeah,
2: 6,875 6, 6, yards receiving mm-hmm. through 12 seasons, and Edelman had over 11 seasons, 6,822. Yeah. So Falk had more than him, but it is an extra season, but still. We're, talk- we're not talking about the same position. We're talking about a, a running, running back.
0: back. Yeah, and and additionally, Falk also had 12,000 yards on the ground in the meantime. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's a, a whole different animal. Um, going over to the Steelers. Steelers re-signed starting linebacker Vince Williams to a one-year deal, and they also re-signed uh, backup quarterback Josh Dobbs to a one-year deal. Where's Josh? <laughs> <laughs> the both signings, both signings. Um, I liked the linebacker signing. I do. I'm happy with that. Dobbs. I know you're not big on Dobbs. I think Dobbs is a higher end backup in this league. And I think Dobbs is the third best quarterback in that team. You really think he's below Mason Rudolph? Yes. I disagree with that. I don't think. I think Dobbs performed better than Rudolph when he came in in relief. That um, one game
2: when he went on um, two for eight and twenty yards. Oh
0: please, he had you know one bad game and everybody's like Brr. Dobbs is a is a decent backup in this league. Nope. I know you're not big on him. Um, moving up to... Dobbs will lose his job to Haskins. No, come on now. You're silly at that point. Ain't nobody losing a job to Dwayne Haskins. Give me a break. Josh Dobbs will. No, he won't. Ain't nobody losing a job to Dwayne Haskins. Nobody. I, 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 shit, I wouldn't lose my job to Dwayne Haskins. Technically,
2: Alex Smith did
0: for a little while. Oh, jeez, oh, Pete. Um, next up, you got the Bucs. They signed Giovanni Bernard to a one-year deal after the Bengals release him for, after eight seasons. Um, this is a good signing. Bernard's a change of pace back. I know that they kind of have an embarrassment of riches over there with Tampa, and uh, Giovanni Bernard just kind of adds to that backfield. I like this signing. I That's think a this great is signing. great. It's, it's a smart one. They get him on a cheap, cheap little deal. Um, it's smart. It's just smart. Um, this one was a, a big one that flew under the radar. I can't believe more people aren't talking about it. Edge rusher Alden Smith signs a one-year deal with the Seattle Seahawks. I love this deal. I think this is just phenomenal. I think it makes the 49ers look like shit. Alden Smith's a great, great player, and I can't believe that the Seahawks got him so cheap this late in free agency. I'm
2: surprised Cowboys let him go. Y-
0: yeah. Yeah, was it? What, was it? Cowboys? Yeah, I, I, I think I said Niners, but it was Cowboys. Um, yeah,
2: that's where he spent most of his career. That. Yeah,
0: yeah. We we had so, a resurgence with but, Dallas. but Eldon Smith, to me, I mean, this just, this, like I said, it flies under the radar and nobody's talking about it. I can't understand why people aren't talking about it. And then he's going to the Pete Carroll system this is a great signing. Mm-hmm. Great, great signing. It's, it's beautiful.
2: So back to Josh Dobbs for a second.
0: Oh, Jesus. So I'm not
2: sure where you're talking about how he's. he's so you, know, you know how many yards he has total? He's a backup. He's been playing behind one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He's thrown 17 passes, <laughs> is 45 yards total. He had one game where he went four for five. Oh, my God. Whoa. Two yards. Oh, whoa. a whopping two yards.
0: That's a whopping good, two a... yards and
2: four completions. Like oh, throwing a half a yard per pass. Yeah. And he's had no touchdowns
0: and an interception. Like, I. I don't know why we're talking about him. Being I like Josh good. Dobbs. I just like Josh Josh Dobbs. You you act, you look like he's the worst. You you're, you're just trying to shit on Rudolph. I don't like Mason Rudolph. I don't think he's any good. Than Josh Dobbs. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he needs to go get walloped in the head again. Um, next up, uh, speaking of of former Steelers, um, Cardinal signed running back James Connor to a one year deal. Um, I, this is a depth move to me. Um, but I don't think James Conner is... He's their starter, really. isn't he? Isn't Kenyon Drake still hanging out? On on? He gone, okay. Well, Cardinals signed running back James Conner to a one-year deal. If he's going to be the starter, I, I feel bad for the Cardinals. I don't think James Conner is a starter over there.
2: Yeah, Kenyon Drake's over with Raiders now. Oh, yeah, they're, that's they're, right. The Drake and Jones... Not Jones. Uh, Jacob's connection there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. combo. You're right. Um, and I th- think uh, James Conner gets exposed for the bad back he is going to a team with nowhere near
0: the offensive as good on yeah. the line yeah that's that's the big thing james conner uh, i i like james conner over with pittsburgh i think i like just about any any running back in pittsburgh in general Full you know prediction. because of that line
2: james conner in arizona will make bell's time and jets look good
0: oh god oh god i i do not buy james conner yeah, I know and and you haven't bought James Conner for and, a while. And it has
2: nothing to do with it being a Steeler. Just I I I'm I'm a big believer on um you anybody can be a great running back behind a great O-line.
0: Yep. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Now, um this next one, the these next two are interesting. So, the Bears had their wide receiver Taylor Gabriel. He retires after 6 seasons. I don't that, that surprised me. It surprised me. He's a former Falcon too.
2: He's a good journeyman receiver.
0: I mean, 6 seasons he he had he had a decent career. It wasn't anything, you know, you know, incredible. It wasn't like he was setting the world on fire. The guy would have 600 yards a season. He was a good number 3. Um I I don't understand why he would want to retire at this point. He's still young, still got a lot of tread on the tires. I I like Taylor Gabriel. So I'm I'm a little surprised by it, and then additionally, the Bears go out and they stick Anthony Miller out on the trade block, which weird. Um, Losing
2: receivers up to the right here. Yeah, I,
0: I don't get it. So I mean, and it might be telling of what the Bears are going to do in the draft here. I mean, they might be looking at at a receiver, maybe a Diami type, uh, a Diami Brown type of guy. Um, the, there are. This is a very deep wide receiver class. Um. So, so Bateman that, could be there. Yep, Bateman could be. Well, right, he, he will
2: be there because he's going more second running. Yep.
0: Yeah, he's getting closer to the the early second. So, I mean, there's a lot of lot of things going on there. I'm I'm surprised that the the uh, the Bears have a fire sale on their wide receivers at this point in time. Um. Next up, you got Carl Joseph. He signs with the Raiders on a one year deal. Welcome back to uh, well now Vegas at this point. Welcome back to the Raiders, Carl Joseph. Um. Good signing. Gets them. Uh. I mean. There, there has been a weird fire sale slash release slash house cleaning thing going on with the Raiders um, the last couple of weeks. I don't understand what the hell the Raiders are doing right now. They they got rid of their entire offensive line, and then additionally they went out and, and they released Maurice Hurst, a defensive lineman Maurice Hurst, and defensive end Arden Key. Maurice Hurst was one of their best defensive linemen last season. He he played great. Now Arden Key, I kind of understand his him as his end. He wasn't incredible, but when the Raiders go out and they release Maurice Hurst, I don't get it. They've been just
2: letting people go left and right I, here. And I know. I, just, I don't really understand what the game plan is here.
0: I know, and, and I usually
2: don't understand what um Gruden's doing. Nobody there,
0: but... nobody gets what Gruden's <laughs> doing. I, I I think the man's nuts at this point in time. I'm like, why are we releasing? They had the best offensive line in football last year. I mean, they were the best pass blocking offensive line. So you just get rid of everybody? What the hell is going on? sale try again. It's a new season. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Um, the Raiders. The the one thing they did they did do, and this guy, I love this signing or this extension rather. Left tackle Colton Miller. He gets signed to a three year, fifty four million dollar extension. Um, that was the one move they made. And this is the—he's the, probably the best draft pick that they've had in several years. Uh, Colton Miller—I I didn't think he was going to pan out. I said right here on this show that Colton Miller—I did mm-hmm. on, during the draft—I said that he, he wasn't going to pan out. And Colton Miller turned out to be one of the better signings that they've had, and he fits that Gruden scheme. He—he's a good, solid left tackle. So I mean. Good re-signing. He's done really great work over there with the Raiders in Vegas and L.A. and wherever the hell they've been for the last several years. Here we are. Colton Miller gets signed to a uh, a nice extension. He deserves it at this point. Now, also in Raider land here, um, this guy, I and this one goes out to to your boy Josh here. Nevin Lawson gets suspended for the first two games again for the third season in a row. Suspended for the opener, this guy I <laughs> no I don't get it. He's been suspended every single season for some stupid shit for the I mean he got suspended for attacking a guy with his helmet he got, i mean, i just I don't understand so Nevin Lawson gets suspended for the first two games of the year again, and uh yeah that that gets ugly now, speaking of Raiders and the Raiders fire sales, so the Raiders go out. They trade Gabe Jackson, the offensive lineman, to the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks go out and extend Gabe Jackson. Three years, $22.5 million. Gabe Jackson, solid. I like this uh, re-signing. Seahawks doing good work. They're making good deals, signing good contracts. Make, and making ma- the
2: salary cap work out very well in their favor. Oh, yeah.
0: And they're making sure that they're still contenders. This is that typical Seahawks shit where they go out and they, they make signings. That make them contenders, or continue to make them contenders year over year over year over year. Even if it's one-year deals or three-year deals or two-year deals, they they just I don't. It's the Seahawk way, man. I don't I don't get it. They do, and and I understand. Like they're they, it almost looks like they're doing like just good enough. But the Seahawks do just enough to make themselves dangerous and make themselves look dangerous. I I am fascinated by how the Seahawks handle the salary cap. And I'm fascinated by how they they continue to make themselves a dangerous team and make themselves a contender year over year. It's just phenomenal to me. Um, They also made a signing. They got wide receiver Tyler Lockett on a four-year, $69.2 million extension. Um, This is a great signing. Tyler Lockett's been good for them. He's uh, the clear-cut. I I don't know if he's a clear-cut number one. But
2: uh, no, it's not. I mean, it, they have one of the best um, one-two punches in the league right now, if not the best. I,
0: well, and I, it's like one A and one B. Yeah, there, really. I, it, it's, it's unfair to call either one of them the two. Right, right, right. I mean, DK Metcalf has has come alive, especially last year. He came alive big time in his first year. He was phenomenal. His second year, even better. Oh yeah, even better. Um, and and Tyler Lockett, he he hasn't. The they're not. I don't think they're just like giving up targets to each other here at this point. No, you know they're they're both receiving a lot of targets and a lot of yardage, and and they, the the Seahawks just accentuate both of them very very well. I like this signing, um, this re-signing anyway. Tyler Lockett needs to be there for Seattle to be successful, I believe, and and this was just a smart move on their end. Um, next up, you got. Uh, the Panthers going out and signing cornerbacks AJ Bouye to a two year, $7 million deal. They got, you know, okay, I get he had a down year in Denver. Denver didn't play to his strengths very well at all. But to get AJ Bouye on 3.5 a year, that's phenomenal. No, it's
2: a great price. That's, hopefully, that's hopefully, they, a they can great make it work price. out. He can start to improve and really make it worth it. Mm
0: hmm. It's kind of a, a career resurgence for Mister Bouye here, hopefully, and with uh, the Panthers. I think the Panthers' defense—they they already have some great pieces in place. That kid Jeremy Chin was phenomenal oh. for them last year, and and he was in the discussion for, you know, the defensive player of the mm-hmm. year, and and I the like him a lot. The defensive rookie of the year, you're right. So you you get this this uh, young this young cat, and then you get. A.J. Bouye over there, the Wiley veteran, I think he's 30 or 31 at this point. Get him going over there, he can learn. This is going to be a good thing for for some of those younger defensive players that they have over there in Carolina. Um, We also had the Lions, speaking of corners, they go out and they sign cornerback Quentin Dunbar to a one-year deal. He spends one season with the Seahawks. The Lions need corner help. Desmond Trufant, they had that failed experiment last year. Um, Trufant wound up getting released and signed elsewhere. Now you've got Quentin Dunbar, and you're going to have to hope that Jeff Okuda can learn from Quentin Dunbar at this point. The Lions are in dire straits defensively. They are in bad shape. Um, they're in bad shape really on their entire roster right now. They actually had a, a uh, prediction company come out and say that they believe that the Lions will finish dead last in the entire league. Um, I don't know if it's going to be that bad. That's that's the prediction right now. Their their record is going to be the worst in the NFL. And they don't got receivers. Sure. They, they don't have receivers. They they are are scratching and clawing trying to find corners. I don't know. Lions could finish out dead <coughs> last. So I mean, and I I didn't really think about it, and then I looked at their roster and went, oh shit. That's that's not. It good. is depleted. It's bad. It's really bad um next up you got the Giants they go out and sign a, a former Lion de- defensive tackle Danny Shelton to a one-year deal I like Danny Shelton he's he's always been a good he's he fits more like a nose tackle um fits more in the 3-4 scheme big boy and uh big run stuffer underrated I like Danny Shelton when he got when he came out in the draft I I, I had and actually, I got his. I predicted him correctly. I believe he went to Cleveland. I remember predicting him correctly in the uh, the NFL draft several years back. He's been kind of all over the place. He played in Cleveland. He played in New England. He played in Detroit, and now he's out here with um, the Giants. So i I think this is smart. I think they get a good run stuffer. They get a guy to replace who they just lost when Dalvin Tomlinson. So uh, I, I think that's a, a huge thing for them. And they they get themselves a solid big body defensive tackle in the middle, so uh, there's that. Uh, next up, the Texans trade for defensive end Shaq Lawson from Miami in an attempt to replace J.J. Watt. Um, Lawson came out this week, said he's excited to help them transition to a new scheme. They're gonna they went from a they're going from a three four to a four three. I'm I mean I like Shaq Lawson. Does he replace J.J. Watt? Absolutely. Eh, not. I
2: don't Even know. Watt's been hurt. And- right. So maybe it's not going to be that much as much of a
0: downgrade as people think. I don't think it's going to be much of a as much of a downgrade as people believe. But Jack Lawson's a good player, um, but I, I he's not JJ Watt. No, nobody's JJ Watt. I mean, and, and the, we we know the Cardinals kind of poached that one um, in a way. Uh, I mean, the Texans kind of let him, but still, it, it's it's a big deal. Next up, you got the Broncos. They signed former defensive lineman, former Vikings defensive lineman, uh, Shamar Steffen, to a one year deal. Eh. Okay. Shamar Steffen's trash. Not even sure if it's newsworthy. Well, I'm going to point it (laughs) out. Uh, Is Shamar Steffen a starting defensive tackle in this league? Yes. Maybe. Yes, but is he like a high end? No, no. If if I had to, to put him like ranking, I mean, Let's say each team has two starting defensive tackles, just saying they're in like a 4-3 scheme, all of them. Yeah, Shamar Steffen ranks about like 60 out of the 64. So, I mean, he's he's a big-bodied guy. He's a run-stuffing kind of guy. I just, he did not play well in Minnesota. I, 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 I never liked the Shamar Steffen signing when we brought him back. He was too much money. I hated it. Um, Shamar Steffen... You know, take your ass out to Denver. He goes to Denver with the former assistant general manager George Patton from Minnesota. So Patton must see something in him. I sure as hell don't. <laughs> so he can just take him. Uh, speaking of the Vikings, the Vikings signed former Chargers linebacker Nick Vigil to a one-year deal. Look, I understand Nick Vigil is is something of a backup, or he was a backup somewhat in uh, in with the Chargers there out in San Diego slash L.A. Okay, but. At the same time, Nick Vigil, to me, he's going to come out as a, of the linebacker number three here. I think he's replacing Eric Wilson, who you had mentioned Eric Wilson as as a guy who was kind of underrated. He did make your list. Here's the thing about Eric Wilson. Eric Wilson did not rank well PFF-wise, if you look at his, his PFF grades. Um, and I think Nick Vigil is good enough to replace him. and and either equal or better his statistical performance um, that Eric Wilson left behind. So, I I mean, and Eric Wilson, you know, obviously he's off with the Eagles now. I think a lot of teams are are enamored by the number of tackles he made, uh, but he had a lot of missed tackles um, also last season. He also wasn't very good in pass coverage.
2: But I I do feel like... uh... Your thoughts on Vigil is a little more, a little more opt- optimism
0: based. I'm going to be optimistic about about Nick Vigil based on the fact that you know you're, even though Anthony Barr hasn't been anything to write home about for the last two seasons, I believe he's in an upgraded situation with Anthony Barr and a guy who in Eric Kendricks who has for the last four years been the best linebacker in football. Statistically, he is. So when I see him going out with with such a seasoned middle linebacker. And a guy like Anthony Barr, who, although he hasn't been anything to write home about, Anthony Barr's still a decent linebacker on the other side. I think Nick Vigil comes into a better situation, especially defensively. The Chargers, they've had the pieces there, but they haven't been able to put it all together. I don't understand what the hell's going on with the, uh, um, with the Chargers, but it's just a strange, strange situation um, with their, their defense. To me, I think Nick Vigil, like I said, I think he winds up being linebacker number three here. The Vikings could very well, and and I don't know what the what the story's gonna be with the the draft in any case. But the Vikings could go out and draft a linebacker in this draft, and we'll get to that, you know, at some point. But they're they're gonna have to get a guy that that's gonna be Learning from Nick Vigil, I think. You know, they're not going to go in the first round and say, hey, you know, Micah Parsons is available. I'll just take him, best available. I don't think that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Vikings have too many other needs. So Nick Vigil is going to be one of those guys that I think is going to be a transition type linebacker for whoever they draft in the later rounds of the draft. So that's kind of where I think it's going. Speaking of the Vikings, cornerback Jeff Gladney, he was arrested on an assault charge. Um, This was a disturbing situation. He. Wanted to get into his girlfriend's phone. This chick he was seeing. um, Punched her in the face. Choked her. Grabbed her by the hair. Tried to drag her outside of the car by her hair. Like while he was driving. Like, this is some scary shit. Now, there was only nobody other than one website that looks at like draft stuff. Nobody saw Jeff Gladney had off the field issues. Not one Scout, not one scouting report, nothing. Only one website was just like potential off-the-field issues. And I'm just like, where the hell was all this, you know, from everybody else? What the hell? So Jeff Gladney, he's he turned himself into the Dallas PD, um, got out on bond. This is going to get ugly. I don't think he plays another down in the NFL, to be honest with you. Um, he faces two to ten years on a felony assault charge.
2: Yeah, and I, and I think he's not the only one that may not put her down, down this year. Yeah, but, yeah. but no, the glad thing—the the story came out in that it's—I I think it's gonna—it's gonna hit him hard.
0: It, it is, and and this could uh, again for the Vikings going into the draft, they might wind up looking for a corner at some point in that draft in a second and third round. You might see the Minnesota Vikings going mm, time to time to go and pick one up. Um, next up, and speaking of of these court cases, the Deshaun Watson update. I mean, obviously, one dropped the case. Um, the judge said recently said that the the women must identify themselves. It was ruled on. I I I'm starting to feel like this is going to get really ugly really fast, especially with all the women identifying themselves now. So, I don't want to get too much into this, right? But um, I'm
2: okay. With that ruling to an extent, mm-hmm. I don't think the women's names should be made public, per se, but it should be identified in the private court to the judge, jury, and whoever it may be. Right. Um, because we know how fans are.
0: Yeah, exactly. it's going to get crazy. All it
2: takes is them. They, they, if they, they release those names to the public, mm-hmm. all the... I'm going to use Texans fans, for example, It's it, but it's, it's all fans. Yeah. Because uh, it's their quarterback. It's their quarterback, and not only it'll that. Be, it'll be death threats, death threats, death threats, because we've seen it time and time again. Right, and you, I do not believe that these names should be made public to everyone. Yeah, it should be. in the, the, You know, usually those types of court cases are public knowledge, but mm. there's always like a private setting. It should be released in a private setting and then go from there.
0: Right, and and one of the the scary things about it, like like I I know, I know this is kind of making a, a broad generalization here, but we know how. Texas folk are about their football. In Texas, football is like a way of life, you know. And now you got my star quarterback sitting here with all these these, you know, uh, uh, sexual assault cases. We don't know how crazy that's going to be. You got to do something to, to, to protect the um... the women here. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's where things are going to get wild. Um, next up, back to the uh, signings and hirings. Titans hired Jim Schwartz as a defensive assistant. I love this signing. I love George it.
2: Sports is a, is a good brain, just not a good head coach.
0: Yeah, he's he's not a good head coach. He's always been a good defensive. Uh, he was a good defensive coordinator. He's always been a good defensive coordinator. He's he's got a defensive mind. I like this signing. I I, I like this pickup. This is smart on the end of the, the Titans. You got to remember, they just lost their defensive coordinator as a head coach to Atlanta. This is great. This is great for them. And the fact that they went out and sought out one of the best defensive coaches in the game, one of the, one of the best defensive uh, coordinators. I love this signing. This was phenomenal for the Titans. I think they get a great, great coach in this situation.
2: In this position they need help at.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, next up, you got the 49ers. They fi- signed the former Eagles backup quarterback Nate Sudfield to a one-year deal. <laughs> yep, that one's a big fart noise. I, don't, I mean, granted, to be to be fair, the the Niners didn't exactly have the best backup situation there either. I don't um, know. I think Nick Mullens is
2: better than. Uh, I mean, they're,
0: they're, I think they're both kind of on the same yeah, plateau. I mean, we're, we're
2: talking about uh, rotten apples and rotten peaches. Here. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. I, it's eh, questionable. Here's one that I so I'm I'm gonna I'm happy about this upcoming signing that I'm about to point out, and I'll explain why. The Bills signed offensive lineman Forrest Lamp to a one-year deal. A um, lot of people over in Buffalo are excited about this signing. Oh, it's Forrest Lamp. Hang on a minute. Forrest Lamp has not been good his entire career. He has not been good. He's decent in pass protection, but Forrest Lamp has not been anything to write home about. He hasn't been anything special. I And the, you know why I'm excited about this signing? Because the Vikings were looking at him. They were looking at him, and I sure as hell didn't want him. So, when the Bills signed him, I was like, good. Now we can shut up about Forrest Lamb. There's no reason for the Vikings to have to, to, to be interested in a horrible, horrible, horrible player.
2: No, he, he's been nothing to write home on. I, I, I don't really like saying it at all. And I mean, hopefully he turns his stuff around and, and, and gets it going. I mean, for any player's sake, I hope for that. But yeah. I don't see it.
0: He's, he's been, he, his PFF grades have been in the 50s. In, in the the low 50s for the last two years um he's not a starter in this league he yeah, I, I just i can't get behind Forest lamp i was thrilled that the vikings were like nah i'm good like like it was just it was one of those like happy moments for me um so i'm thrilled that that he's out of the picture um next up uh sam darnold he's traded to the panthers for a 2021 sixth rounder 2022 second rounder and 2022 fourth rounder. I'm surprised by this, and here's why. The Panthers gave them, uh, I mean, just a 6th rounder for this year, a 2nd and a 4th for next year, but they got offers for a 1st rounder this year for Sam Darnold, and they turned it down. I don't get it. Um, the Jets. The Jets got that's that.
2: true. That's weird to me.
0: They, yeah, they got they got offers. The reports are saying they got offers for first round picks for Sam Darnold. The Jets did. Then the Panthers got Sam Darnold for that. It doesn't make sense to me. I, I just don't get it. The the Jets organization is just ridiculous at this point. I, I don't fucking get it. I, I just can't. Like like they're, they're the worst organization in football right now outside of maybe the Detroit Lions. Like, well,
2: no, it, I'm not gonna say maybe Detroit because Detroit's doing a lot on the uh, staff side that's kind of pulled him out of that gutter. I mean, I guess
0: the the problem is is that like like and and granted, I will hand Detroit this they they did get a haul for for trading Matt Stafford away, but holy shit, how do you how do you pass on a first rounder for Sam fucking Darnold? I'm, I'm how do you sure. pass on that? I, I it doesn't make sense to me. I don't, I don't get it. Um, they get a six rounder for this year, a second and a fourth for next year. Now, okay, I'll take the second and fourth for next year. Which as a whole is a good haul, but not what you should be getting for that. And I understand Sam Darnold. Here's my thing: Sam Darnold was, is a good quarterback. He was never given the opportunity to develop in such a horrible system like they have with the New York Jets. The Jets have had horrible coaches and horrible systems for several years, and you expect me to believe that Sam Darnold's going to flourish and develop and be good. No. No. I still think Sam Darnold's a good quarterback. Oh, I do too. But given how he's played, um,
2: a second, and a fourth, and a sixth isn't terrible, but you take the first.
0: Yeah, you. if you get offered a first-rounder, you take it. And that's why I, I'm just. I believe that the New York Jets are currently, and I say that currently the worst organization in football. The same way that the Lions for years before this were the worst organization in football. Now the New York Jets are, are heading up that charge. I mean, it's it's wild. Additionally, the Panthers go out and they give quarterback Teddy Bridgewater permission to start seeking trades from other teams. Um, Whoever is going to pick up Teddy Bridgewater... I think they're gonna they're gonna have a, a good quarterback on their hands.
2: I still believe he's a franchise quarterback.
0: I, I think he's gonna be. I don't know if he's he's a franchise quarterback. I think he's the kind of Teddy Bridgewater has kind of started it, to enter what I like to believe is like Josh McCown territory. No, where he is picked up for a year, and he's the guy for a year, and he has a decent year because jo- we remember Josh McCown did come into certain teams as their starter and have. A decent year, a middle-of-the-road we're, we're
2: talking about a guy who can
0: take a team and get a ring. I don't think he could get a ring. He had 2,000-yard receivers. I don't think he could get a ring. I, I think there's a lot of questions there. Um, I, I like Teddy. Don't get me wrong. I do like Teddy. But at the same time, I, I with with the injury history, One I, injury. Have, I have questions. What? Almost a career injury, ending yeah. injury that kept him out for two and a half years. I mean, like to me, I just I see Teddy Bridgewater and I'm like, uh, uh, I see Teddy I don't Bridgewater
2: don't and I see Alex Smith.
0: Yeah, I mean, a and guy that might can be, take a team to Super The problem I see, the, and the problem I had with Alex Smith is that Alex Smith, his he can't move anymore. But Bridgewater can. And and I don't, and, and Bridgewater can still throw. I, I have questions. I have questions. I, I a know he needs
2: to be signing him on a six year deal. Thirty
0: mil. That's a lot. That's a uh, a large commitment, and and you know, on a guy not... who just proved it last year. Uh, that's a large commitment. It's not his fault. Is his the, the team's best player went down? Six and ten. They were six and ten last year. I mean, they didn't have a running back. They were six and ten. Well, they didn't have a running back. They were six Mike and Davis ten. is trashed. They were six and ten, but to no fault of his own. I, I mean, you just said they had two thousand yard receivers last year. So Bridgewater did his job. <laughs> I mean, they, they, the offense was top ten, was it not? I don't know if it was top ten. I'm not sure, but uh, Bridgewater, like I said, he's seeking out trades. There, somebody's going to trade for him at some point. I just think teams are are in in the same zone as me. Teams are in the same zone as me where they see a guy who had injuries, and they they see or an injury that almost ended his career. And they're questioning his mobility. They're questioning his durability. They're questioning these things. And rightfully if you're so. are questioning
2: his mobility, you didn't watch him play a single game last year.
0: And rightfully so. They're, they're questioning these things. They're questioning the durability. They're questioning the long-term viability of having this guy on their team as a franchise quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater's got a lot to prove. He really does. And he proved it last year. So how, how many years you got to prove it before, before you stop talking about I it? I don't think he proved it last year. Because people want to see winning records. You know, and and you I understand, need a whole
2: team to do that.
0: I understand QB wins aren't aren't uh, you know a stat, okay? But when when they see oh Carolina went six and ten, that's why Carolina's shopping them. That's why Carolina says oh maybe he isn't the guy. But when you have a shitty defense, yeah, it's not well, the offense's fault. I, I thought their defense was one of the better defenses. It was like twentieth. Well. Oh, were they? I don't know. I'm have to look at that. But anyway, so Teddy Bridgewater is shopping around. There's teams that are going to be interested in him. And and I don't know. I'm sure, to be honest with you, I bet you Carolina goes out if they do wind up trading him. Carolina gets a bigger haul. They were five and eleven last year, by the way, not six and ten. But I think they'll get a, a better haul than they got for Darnold. So Carolina could make out like bandits in this situation because they're not inept like the Jets organization. <laughs> so, and then uh, last but not least, the Cardinals. So they traded for Rodney Hudson with the uh, the Raiders. And then they extend in three years, thirty million dollars after trading for him. I love this extension. I think it's a great extension. Oh, great! You got a great guard for cheap, for ten Connors million a year. Set
2: themselves up in the right direction. Yeah. No matter how I feel about James Conner, it, it was a good signing for what he's done.
0: Yeah. This this is this is a great great signing, and they they get. I mean, like I said, a top guard for a discount, smart play. I mean, nobody could be mad about that. Not a single person, and especially Kyler Murray. Imagine that. Kyler Murray gets more protection. I mean, you got a mobile quarterback with lots of protection, good arm. He played extremely well last year with the best receiver in football on that team. Voila. This now you got (laughs) now you got more help. Yeah.
2: This team's only getting better.
0: Yep. The Cardinals are, are starting to look like potential contenders going into the playoffs. Um, I know they just missed last year. They're I, making the playoffs. I sure. called
2: them as a major contender last year. I think I'm about, I was about a year shy.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're, they're about to be a major contender moving into this upcoming season. So, uh, And that's all of our news throughout the league. Now, when we get back, we're going to go through the the draft order, particularly in the first round, and we're going to talk about all these teams, their team needs, things they need to be looking for in the draft. We're also going to be talking about a few bold predictions going into the upcoming draft. I have a few on my mind that I'm going to throw out there, but we're going to look at some bold predictions. We're going to look at some some draft stuff. We're going to talk about team needs, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, Tyler, are you ready for draft day? Oh, yeah. always. was a blast. Yeah, baby. So uh, we'll be right back after the break, and uh, we'll talk some draft uh, right here on the Outside
1: Blitz. At It's Your Time Massage, you get all the benefits of one of the larger massage chain parlors, but in a more intimate and personal setting. With four years' experience, massage therapist and owner Amanda Yata's goal is to help people in a natural way, offering Swedish deep tissue, pregnancy, aromatherapy, and sports massages. You will feel better and have more energy in just one hour. It's Your Time Massage is offered in-home Amanda's or yours. With the rates ranging from $55 to $130, you get professional quality at an affordable rate contact amanda today at 313-686-4347 or online at iytmassage.com it's your time massage a natural way to improve your well-being ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen
0: And welcome back to Outside Blitz. I'm your host, Tyler Dean. Boo! Must yeah, Always. Always. Come on. You, you know how this goes, Tyler. I mean, and it's draft
2: this. time for 31 teams. Yeah,
0: and I'm, uh... we not talking
2: about Vikings today.
0: <laughs> I'm his co-host, the, uh, the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown, and, uh... Well, Tyler, we got uh, the draft. Like I said, now now we're at 11 days. I like this this countdown gimmick. This is great. On, it's on, literally
2: moved hardly at all since we started, so I don't know why you like it so much.
0: Well, I like it. Just, I can just look at it by the second. By the second. We are at, the, as of this recording, we are 11 days, 9 hours, 32 minutes at 19, 18, 17, Jesus 16, Christ. 15 seconds. So so as of this recording, that's how about how close we are. Um, the from tankathon.com, baby. I just, that's, that name's fantastic. Tell me that's not wonderful. It should have just been Suck for Luck. Yeah, I <laughs> <the original. laughs> Suck Remember for Luck. Tank for Trevor. <laughs> yeah. I just like that it's Tankathon. Like, like, it, it, you can tell these guys are just salty as fuck about the draft. Like, like, oh, here comes the next team that's tanking for the year. Like, you can tell that they just think that the, whoever's pick number one did it on purpose. That's that's you know <laughs> yes. that's you can tell that's what their their mindset is, um, and and judging by Jacksonville's situation, one in fifteen this last season, but you can tell they were they that why tankathon would feel that way, losing streak of fifteen yeah. games in the a first row. First game of the
2: year they beat the Colts and then they just go yeah we're done. Yeah, we just want to make sure we didn't go 0-16. Yeah,
0: <laughs> now now we're good. We want that Trevor Lawrence guy. So, uh, pick number one, Jacksonville. We know they're going Trevor Lawrence. Everybody knows that. We've we've had, uh, um, I mean, Urban Meyer. He went and saw Trevor Lawrence at his pro day. His pro day was impressive. Uh, he had a non-throwing arm injury. It was a uh, uh, an AC joint issue, if I'm not mistaken, and he still just went out and looked like like an outstanding quarterback. Apparently
2: unconfirmed, because if it was, they'd be in trouble. Um, Jacksonville has already. Sent Trevor their playbook.
0: Oh yeah, um, and and he's allegedly allegedly, yeah. He's he's got a big arm. He's not, but we we've seen that for years. Guys with big arms that that aren't the most accurate guys in the world, but still have very very successful NFL careers. I believe Trevor Lawrence is going to have himself very very uh, very good career, even in Jacksonville, even in the Jacksonville situation. Three I, words: Hall of Fame. You think so?
2: I, I think he's a generational talent.
0: Yeah. He's in and you know what? He I mean he checks all the boxes. There's no off the field issues, big arm. He he's like I said, he's not the most accurate guy in the world, but he still has decent really good at it's good accuracy. It's not great accuracy, but it's good accuracy. Um passes the eye candy test, you know, obviously he's gonna be the kind of guy that's gonna sell a lot of jerseys Bobby for him. O. Yeah, buddy, he's got that those them long golden locks. Um Jacksonville's got themselves a franchise no. QB for the long term. No, I,
2: I truly believe that because um, usually I shit have just about every quarterback that comes through the draft. Yep. Um,
0: I truly believe that Lawrence is a gener is a is a one in the generation type of talent. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Um, next up, you got the New York Jets. They've been. It's pretty clear they're going with Zach Wilson here out of BYU. I disagree with that, but you. you I mean, That's just...
2: probably what they're going to do, but I, I don't think he's the next best quarterback.
0: I uh, really. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm,
2: I'm double dying. I've already made a couple times. Your
0: Trey Lance, Gawk, 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 I think Trey Lance is going to be good. Here's, here's the thing I don't think if Trey Lance goes to the New York Jets, he's going to be successful. Um, I don't think Trey Lance is as good as Zach Wilson, but here's the thing. I believe that Zach Wilson going to the New York Jets is going to, he has a better chance of survival than Trey Lance would have with the New York Jets.
2: I I would I'd agree with that,
0: and so that's that's what I think it is, and and I I don't know that Zach Wilson is going to be the answer to all their problems. I think Zach Wilson was a very good quarterback in college. I think he looked really great. The Jets are going to take him, and this is it's going to be an exciting thing for the for the Jets fans. I'm hoping the best for Zach Wilson because honestly, out of all the quarterbacks, I mean, outside of Trevor Lawrence, out of all the quarterbacks in this draft, Zach Wilson's probably my favorite. I like Zach Wilson. I think Trey Lance is very good. Don't get me wrong, and we'll get to him in a minute. But Zach Wilson, out of out of all the guys outside of the Lawrence situation, I think Zach Wilson's a good quarterback, and I I, I really just liked his game film. I like what he does. Um, he's accurate. He's got a good arm. He's mobile. He's very calm. That's the thing. Like when when the pressure when it, when things start to break down, Zach Wilson stays very very calm in that backfield and delivers that ball effectively. It's it's a, a wonderful thing to watch. Um, now, number three, we know that we, we had all these wild trades with Miami and Philly and, and San Francisco. Don't worry, it's not
2: done yet. Cleveland hasn't done anything yet. Yeah,
0: I know, right? Cleveland every year. <laughs> but they, they screw my draft board every season. But um, San Francisco moves up to number three. The rumor has it. Now, now I, I've heard three different narratives. Rumor has it that Mac Jones is still the guy on the top of the draft board. Um I don't buy it. I think Mac Jones is a bust. I've I've always thought Alabama and Ohio State quarterbacks are busts. The only, only, the only three, draft. three quarterbacks
2: worth of damage here sure are Lawrence Wilson and, and Lance.
0: Lance. Yeah. and and I agree there. I but but I see a guy like a Mac Jones, and and I I mean everybody said you know and this is one of those moments where I can't agree with the draft pundits. Now, I got burned by this a few two years ago. I got burned by agreeing with the draft pundits, and I got burned by li- by listening to those scouts about Josh Rosen. Remember that. <laughs> he was considered by and far. You'll
2: never let that one
0: down. I, I won't, but he was considered by and far by the scouts the number one pro-ready quarterback in that entire draft. By and, by, by a large margin. <clears throat> and we saw how he turned out. Maybe they met, so, maybe they met pro practice squad ready. I guess I don't know but but here we are Mac Jones is being touted as the the most pro ready quarterback coming into this draft and I don't buy it I can't buy it and especially because he's an Alabama quarterback I really don't buy it um they they really believe that Mac Jones is the guy and and I don't think he's going to be the guy I think he's a bust all around um and and I think San Francisco if they do take him and then the other one that they're saying they're saying that the outlier is Trey Lance in this situation. They're saying the other one they're looking at primarily is Justin Fields, who I also believe is a bust. I think Trey Lance is going to be. It's going to. It's not going to be
2: as much of a drop. Um, I think back to when uh, Lamar got drafted. Yeah. Um, Lamar being ended up being the last quarterback off the board. He went of in the a, major ones.
0: He went to a very very good situation.
2: Yes. Um, and he ended up being um, I might to say arguably the best, but he ended, he ended up being. One of the the, one better, of the better two, quarterbacks, yeah. So right right now, you're probably saying, um, if I'm ranking him, Josh Allen then Lamar. In, in my right. opinion, I still put Baker under both of them mm-hmm, right I now. Agree. Um, but Lamar went under; you know, he's like the fifth or sixth quarter of the board. Mm-hmm. And I, so I, I think Trey Lance can be a very similar situation in which he's going to be one of the better. I, I'll even I'll, I'll keep it um conservative, better three. Yeah, He'll be within the best three. But he could be the fifth one off the board.
0: Yeah, and and that's that's kind of what we're looking at here. Trey Lance is still the because Mac Jones and Fields are getting more attention than Lance. Right, Fields is getting a lot more attention than and he's a, probably because he won the national championship. Right, my problem comes in with Justin Fields, and and I've said this before, and this is why I don't think San Francisco is going to take him. Justin Fields, A cannot read a defense. B he doesn't make plays past his first read. And and a lot of a lot of people have been trying to de, de, debunk this over the last several weeks. Oh, you know, I've I've seen him do it. And and the realistic thing is that when like the the numbers don't lie here. There were only seven passes out of about 260 passes that he threw, where he hit his beyond his first read. He's a one-read quarterback that can't read a defense. And there's so many occasions where he. Can't read the defense. He's not making those calls at the line, and he gets belted by these well-disguised blitzes that just hammer him. And and he can't read that. He doesn't can't tell when it's coming.
2: Now, is he, he is he better than Haskins? Probably. Oh yeah, more than likely. Yeah. By probably double. Oh, for sure. But to your statement, I think a a, a defensive team like a Baltimore mm-hmm. or like a uh, Browns or yeah. Um, are going to completely eat him alive.
0: Yeah, he's he can't make the adjustments, the proper adjustments that need to be made here. And and a team like San Francisco may be like because they like their trick plays and they like a lot of their they do a run heavy scheme and they have that. Uh, they they're very much like Chicago was a few years ago with Matt Nagy when Matt Nagy did all those trick plays and stuff that led him into the playoffs. They they do a lot of those things with like running Debo Samuel out of the backfield on a reverse and stuff like that. We we've, we've seen that. But um, is is San Francisco his best chance to survive? Sure, but I, I think San Francisco. I believe Mac Jones is the pick here. I, I I I just that's the way I see it, and I think San Francisco is making the right move because I don't think Jimmy G is the guy. Um, yeah, he brought him to a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I get it, but they had a great running team there, and they had a very good defense. Yeah, and he was he had a hell of a handoff. He was a very talented handoff guy. Um, Jimmy G his his stats didn't blow the world away. So I I believe that they're doing the right thing in choosing a quarterback. I just don't know that they're choosing the right one. And and if they're if they're going with Mac Jones or if they're going with Justin Fields, which I think one of those two is the guy, but I think it's Mac Jones, the but neither are the right choice. Neither are the right choice. Trey Lance would be the right choice here. Now this is number 4 is where things get interesting. You get Atlanta. Atlanta is in a situation where they were shopping the 4th overall pick. They haven't had a lot of bites. If Atlanta winds up picking at number four, they, they there's three routes they can go here. They said either they're gonna go with Panay Sewell, they're gonna go with Kyle Pitts, or they're gonna go and, and take a quarterback off the board. Which which Trey Lance might be the guy. I think like holy legacy, if you have Trey Lance sit behind Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan for two years. Yeah. The the, the problem I have with, with that is if I draft a quarterback, the, the when you draft a quarterback in the NFL, you have a window, and that window, as far as being a general manager goes, is is I want to take my quarterback and I want him to win a Super Bowl within that rookie contract window but that's that's
2: n- a new age thinking, right um, and Matt Ryan's Matt Ryan Joe Flacco started that trend.
0: I, I think the big the big reason
2: before '08, before
0: it was it was weird. Right. If a quarterback started the first year, even if it was the first overall draft pick, right, 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 and and I I'm with you here, but here's my thing: you have that window. I don't mind the idea of a quarterback sitting for a year, but when we're talking two years on a rookie minimum deal, you know that. And I don't
2: think it'd be two because they were they're already talking about <coughs> trading Matt Ryan.
0: Right, 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 and and Matt Ryan, he's he's got a, a cap hit that's pretty sizable at the Think about guys. On.
2: I think about uh, I think about Aaron Rodgers. Yep. I think about. Uh, Lamar Jackson for a half a season. I right. think about um, Mahomes
0: um, sitting
2: even for a half a season.
0: It works. Yeah, I don't. I don't want if if I'm drafting a quarterback at that point in time, I don't want him to sit more than a year. I want that guy to go in there on that rookie deal because at that point, and also even with the fifth year option, if I pick up the fifth year option, I'm still paying him a, a you know, much more sizable amount than I was paying for those first four years on the fifth year option. So I, I mean, there's there's questions there. If Atlanta to me wants to to do that, and and it's a lot of it just has to do with the fact that the quarterback market has been so like outrageously expensive at this point in time. These quarterbacks are taking up, I mean, you're talking a quarter of your cap space on these big name franchise quarterbacks, forty million dollars. Mm-hmm. So to me, like, like I said, I, I get that they want to. Um, I get that they want to. Uh, uh, draft a quarterback here, but I'm not going to sit him for two years. If you draft, And I think Trey Lance could be the guy here. Here's the thing. If Atlanta goes out and uh, they don't really have much as far as a tight end in this market at this point, if Atlanta goes out and drafts a tight end, which Kyle Pitts would be the guy, then Cincinnati is is kind of in a strange spot. If Kyle Pitts gets past Atlanta, that takes me to number five, where Cincinnati is going to take Kyle Pitts. I believe that. I believe that that Cincinnati has shored up and that's when now we're at number 5 with Cincinnati.
1: Since Basically
2: from 4 to 8 you have a few players that you know are going to go mm-hmm. but the order in which they go is interesting. Could
0: be weird. Since, and Atlanta's going to set that stage. Right. Cincinnati so here's the thing about Cincy. So they they got Riley Reef at offensive tackle. They got Jonah Williams at offensive tackle. So they have their tackles shored up. If Cincinnati's going to try and make some sort of run here and they, they and they have decent like I like T Higgins. I like T Higgins last year when he got drafted. T Higgins wound up being very good. Um a good red zone threat. He didn't get I think this is kind of going to be a, a telling year for a guy like T Higgins. I think he has the opportunity to explode. They picked him up in a very favorable spot at number 33 last year.
2: We could also see them start the defense run too. Yeah, and you
0: need help there too. That could be another a Parsons
2: thing. or a Sertain could get pulled up.
0: I I could see that, but to me, I see it number five. If if I see a Cincinnati, no, Pitts
2: makes the most sense.
0: Pitts is the sensible pick.
2: There are always a range of where things can go.
0: And if and if Kyle Pitts and he, like we were just talking about Trevor Lawrence being a generational talent, Kyle Pitts is is drawing comparisons to guys like Shannon Sharp at this point. When I hear that, I mean this this is the when I hear him taking you know Shannon Sharp and and and. Tony Gonzalez getting compared to this guy, he's the real deal. And we saw how fast he was. People are saying this, and, and you and I were talking off the air, it's, it's like this guy is, is being looked at like you're almost having a wide receiver three on the field every play that can block. He can do it all. But built like a tight end. Yeah, but built like a tight end. He's just faster than hell. He's bigger than hell. He's He's got great hands. This guy's a playmaker, and I think this is the type of playmaker that a guy like Joe Burrow needs. And Joe Burrow utilized his tight ends last year. He, I mean, he utilized that, that C.J. Ozuma. They had a, a Uzoma, I, uh, rather. He, they had a great rapport before Uzoma got hurt. Um, then you had the kid Drew Sample, who, who did all right, but he wasn't, a, he wasn't a Uzoma. Let's face that. He's not a Uzoma. But Drew Sample was out there. I believe Cincinnati goes after Kyle Pitts here. I just think it's a no-brainer if he falls. Cincinnati takes him. And then you go to number six. Now, number six, Miami, we know, traded up to get Philadelphia's pick at number six. This was a direct shot. We said this on prior episodes. Direct shot at Detroit because Detroit picks at seven. So Miami's I mean, at only, six.
2: Only for the sake of Miami and Detroit need similar things. Mm-hmm. And they want to make sure they get the one they want.
0: Right. And, and, and I believe that
2: to be um, Jamar Chase.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's where Miami's aiming. Is Jamar Chase here. I think they're going wide receiver. Or, or they're
2: banking on Cincy passing on Pitts.
0: Yep. And if Pitts falls past Atlanta and Cincy, then Miami's going Miami to take it. But, but if Jamar Chase is available at number six.
2: I think they'd trade up for Chase, but they had a secondary thing. like, they... But Pitts could fall.
0: Yeah. It's, it's one of the two. Miami's in a pretty favorable spot here. It's it, they're gonna get one of them. You two. don't go
2: wrong with your one.
0: Yeah, they're, they're gonna. Honestly, get you one don't go two.
2: wrong with, with um, Devontae Smith
0: either. Right, and and Devonte Smith, given their circumstances, given how given the rapport, Devonte Smith could be another one. Uh, Chase will go first. I think so,
2: but Detroit's not gonna be like, "Darn, we're getting Devontae Smith." Like, yeah, yeah, they're not
0: gonna be sad about it. Miami just,
2: I, my, I'm thinking Miami just wanted to pick the litter.
0: No, no. I think I I'm in agreement with you. I think Detroit gets really excited about players, specific players, um, Devonte Smith. But Devonte Smith isn't even the better ranked receiver in this situation. Jalen Waddle is. So I like Smith better than Waddle. I like Smith better than Waddle, but Waddle is considered the better receiver by and far. So if you if you look at this situation, Detroit's going to get one of those two. They're either going to go Waddle or Smith. I'm in agreement with you. I think it's going to be Smith. But it, it could be Waddle here, and and I, I we, I'm going to have to look more more into it and what the Lions are looking for. But you could see Jalen Waddle going.
2: I think whatever the three receivers doesn't go here mm-hmm. drops out of the top ten.
0: Yeah, and that could very well be. Um, so we, Carolina
2: does not need a receiver.
0: Yep, and they ca- have their staff. Carolina's at number eight. This is where things get a little nutty. Now we. We, we haven't talked a whole lot about, like, we, we talked a little bit about Panay but here's the thing. So, Panay he's considered a top five talent. If he falls out of the top five and he drops to, say, a number eight, Carolina's going to take Panay Sewell. Yes. Uh, th- there's if no they doubt don't.
2: About it. Um, Dallas will.
0: Yeah. but I, Well, I don't even know that Dallas will. Here's why. So, Carolina, they get Panay from a hypothetical standpoint. You go to Denver, Denver's going to go quarterback this could be the spot where Trey Lance goes. And I believe that Denver is looking at that guy going, hmm, hmm he's going to fall to us. And and I don't think at this point they're sold on Drew Locke. I think they want that guy behind them. <laughs> Who called that one? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, and and denver, Denver's denver got a bevy of weapons over there. Trey Lance is good. I like Trey Lance. He, um, Trey Lance has the ability to, in his pro day, he looked tremendous. I thought he looked so good in his pro day. He's a, he's nice and, I, and I've been I've been a big supporter of him since day one. Yep. I I and I like Trey Lance. It's not that I don't. I think he's got a hell of an arm. I just from a, a uh uh I guess from a draft ranking perspective, that's just just where I'm looking at. I don't think he's I mean, he's not Lawrence. I Actually, think Actually,
2: wait, wait a second. Um Devante Smith won uh
0: he won the Heisman, Heisman. right? Yep. No,
2: Jacksonville's going Smith. They got the
0: trend. <laughs> no, and and I, I, honestly, I just I think Trey Lance goes to Denver here. This this is the most logical choice to Ray me. Could. Um, the only other guy I could see going here would be like a Micah Parsons. Could be Fields too. Fields could I? It in, could be
2: whoever San Fran doesn't go for. here.
0: Yeah, I. But my my problem is, is I don't buy Fields. I just can't. I, know and, and I think we there's. Agree there, I, I don't think but Denver most, buys Fields. In
2: most uh, drafts, they got Trey Lance at five.
0: Yeah, and and I don't think Denver buys Fields here. That's saying I don't. I don't think they do. I think Fields is the guy that's going to take that tumble, and and good, you know, because he doesn't need to be drafted in the top ten. Hell, I don't even think he needs to be drafted in the top twenty. Well, oh, I, I do think Fields is better than Jones. Uh, yeah, it might be. He might be. I, I'm not sure. If I'm,
2: if I'm putting my life on the line,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I think Fields ends up with a better career than Mac Jones. I oh, think we're not we're not talking my mind. Yeah, I was
0: gonna say I think they're both busty. But um, Dallas, you know, everybody has has mocked Patrick Sertain to them. Patrick Sertain seems like the guy they need to go corner. I don't, I don't blame them. Um, but if Sewell happens to drop, I can see them pausing and thinking about it. Yeah, just because Dak Prescott needs, you know, obviously wants the protection, and they you're getting, sure. and you're
2: getting a top five lineman. Yep. Well, that top of top five player,
0: top five player, the best o lineman in the 10? draft. Yeah. Yep, it, I could see that.
2: It's I know you don't you don't like the uh, taking best available thing, but it's one situations that if the best available happens to drop significantly. Sometimes you, you almost have no choice.
0: Sometimes it,
2: it happens. Then we like, go to, like for example, like if something crazy. If Kyle Pitts dropped to Baltimore at twenty four, not going to happen. Zero zero percent chance. Yeah. But you don't. Need yeah, Kyle you, Pitts. you don't you need him, Mark Andrews. But. You take him. yeah. You take Kyle Pitts at that point, and you don't resign Mark Andrews next year, right? For example, but at a certain point, if a certain player drops, there's a there's a major free fall.
0: You almost have to, yeah. And and we've seen that every year in this draft. It happens every single year. Number eleven, the Giants. This is where I believe Micah Parsons goes. Um, they need a linebacker. Micah Parsons is is being proclaimed as the the second coming of of Lawrence Taylor. Uh, that's that's what people are saying. Big problem for him is the off the field issues. You know who else had off the field issues when he got drafted? Lawrence Taylor. So I mean, when LT is being is when you're a, a, a draft prospect, the caliber of a Micah Parsons, and people are talking about you like you're LT. This is that that's a big thing, and I want you to I want to want you to see here how top heavy. As far as offense goes, that this draft is this year because your first two defensive players went at ten and eleven. That's pretty wild. So it's it's a very we haven't seen an offense heavy draft in a long it's time. Been very deep. It's, yep. So we haven't seen that in a long time. Number twelve, Philly got the pick from San Francisco when San Francisco, uh, well, when San Francisco traded up with Miami and then they they did all this flipping and flopping. Philly, I'm
2: surprised Philly dropped. Um, traded down. Well, okay. So to me, what makes sense with them is Pitts, but they mm. must have convinced themselves that Pitts isn't going to be there at six.
0: I think not only did they convince themselves that Pitts isn't going to be there at six, but look who is probably going to be there. They're going to get. They're still going to get one of the top receivers, possibly but, Waddle uh, Yep. Or Smith. Waddle Smith. One of those two is going to be there. I think Chase still goes top. You know yeah. near the top of chase the chase to be one of the first two to go. Right, but but I I mean Waddle or Smith is going to drop to these guys, and that's that's kind of what they're looking at. I don't I don't blame them. Um, Chargers here, so the Chargers, the biggest need for them is considered offensive tackle or offensive guard. Rashawn Slater still hasn't come off of our board here, and it's starting to look like Rashawn Slater. Who is there every... any chance Slater goes before Sewell? No, that Sewell makes it. All the way to number 13. thirteen. with The Chargers. I don't think there is, but I think the Chargers will wind up with like a Rashawn Slater in this situation. Um, Slater is, uh, to me, to be honest with you, I like Slater better than I like Sewell. see yeah. and here's why: versatility. Uh, I think a lot of people are putting are banking a lot on Panay Sewell being, you know, an offensive tackle, and that's what they want. They want an offensive tackle. Rashawn Slater has played tackle, and guard effectively. And and that that was a big thing. I like Rashawn Slater. I think he might be better than Panay Sewell and And whether or not that's true has yet to be seen, but I think Rashawn Slater is going to be a star in this league. And and I think he's going to be well, one I think of, they
2: both will be. Oh, but yeah.
0: I, I think Slater is going to be a great offensive lineman, and I think Sewell he falls to the Chargers here. a
2: is a uh, Quentin Nelson-level talent. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't put
0: Slater Sewell, because I Sewell's he's one of those guys. So, and and we're gonna I'm gonna talk about a true guy that I think is a Quentin Nelson talent that is drawing comparisons to Quentin Nelson here. So we go to fourteen. There's I think I know what this pick's gonna be, and I'm gonna fucking flip my table all pissed off when it happens. Minnesota picks a fourteen. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what the pick's going to be. I hope it
2: happens.
0: I'm going to tell you what the pick's going to be, and I'm going to just fucking snap. The pick's going to be, the pick is in, with the 14th pick in the NFL draft, the Minnesota Vikings take defensive end Pay out of Michigan. And I'm going to fucking flip my table and start yelling and screaming and stomping and throwing things because it's a horrible goddamn pick because Pay is so raw, and everybody says, oh, he's so reminiscent of Everson Griffin. I don't fucking care. You have no left side of your offensive line. I don't care. So, the pick should be Elijah Vera Tucker. That's what the pick should be. And that's you know the what guy... Be funnier? What? If that pick happens and Slater's on the board. I'll kill everybody. I will snap. Like,
2: imagine if Chargers pass on Slater and then Vikings still take what he pays. Yeah.
0: Well, oh my God. But, um... I think I the pick should be at this point Elijah Vera Tucker in my opinion if if Slater's off the board and 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 you know you don't there's it's deep at defensive end and if the Vikings and and realistically what the Vikings should be doing here is considering trading down
2: I would down a whole bottle of Jack Okay. if, if they take Quiddy Pay with with Slater and Sertain on the board. Oh my God!
0: Well, and and really, I I'm not worried. Certain shouldn't be there. But. No, no. And realistically, I don't, I I don't buy. Um, I like Certain a lot, but, but that's the pick he's there. But they don't need him. That's the problem is they don't they don't need him right now. And and I I just see it and I'm like, mm. sure you do.
2: You're, about, you're about to lose Gladney.
0: Well, no, they do, they they can pick up a. a and Patrick l- P's about to be on like the 50th ranked corner of this year. You really don't buy it. Well, I love on. Patrick P. I just think he's um. He's on a decline. I understand he is. But I think this team is on defense is going to be way better. But this is a deep enough class. I think the Vikings need to trade down out of 14, get a second rounder out of the deal. Nah, pays the guy. No. God, don't. No, just <laughs> stop. Um, pay. I, I hate it. Here's another team, New England, number 15. New England needs to trade up unless Fields just free falls. If Fields winds up at 15, New England takes Justin Fields. I think New England likes Justin Fields so much that they're going to come up to get Justin Fields.
2: Oh, here's the here's the here's the move. They trade up to get that third receiver.
1: Mm. They trade
2: for Bridgewater. I could see that. So to go into the season, Bridgewater's your quarterback, and you have Waddle slash
0: Smith. Well, they still have Cam Newton over there. Fuck Cam Newton. I I, I know. I'm with you. Fuck Cam Newton. But uh, I that's. Who they've paid, which is what makes me believe.
2: But he's also they only paid him backup salaries. So they're not committed to be. Yeah,
0: same. I, I, which makes me believe that they're going to draft a guy and let him sit. This is the Belichick type of move. We know this is a Belichick move. Um, I could see them coming up. That's saying I could see them. You know who I could see them coming up with is Carolina, because Carolina they they know Denver's going to go out and pick a QB. So if they come up, they're going to come up to eight. But realistically, that's if,
2: going to include a trade. That that move up is gonna is gonna involve
0: Bridgewater. You think so? You think? I mean, it could. It could. The stars are
2: aligning.
0: Oh God, that's terrifying. But yeah, I could see New England coming up with Carolina now. If if Fields, like I said, if Fields free falls, New England. Yeah, I mean, they could very well take a Fields, or even if Lance free falls. Oh, God. They could take a Lance. Please don't. Yeah, so, I mean, you could see that. New England is is potentially in a really good spot to get a quarterback at 15. Now, number 16, Arizona. Arizona's been loading up this <coughs> season. They've been loading up like, like motherfuckers here. I mean, look at, the, look at their situation. This is going to be a true best available situation for them. Honestly. Yeah. It yeah. will be. I... I a lot of people believe that they're going to take a running back. A lot of people think a, a Travis Achen could come off the board here. Trade down. Yeah, I think they need to trade down. Um, it, it's getting wild. Vegas, oh, they need so much now with with the move from Gruden and all the shit that they're doing. Vegas at seventeen. The Raiders need to to they need some offensive linemen. They need a defensive end. If Quitty Pay falls right here, that and, and again, this could be another trade partner with Minnesota. If Minnesota and Vegas switch around, Vegas could go after Quitty Pay and I'd be like, "Good job, Spielman. Great work." But um and that could be Minnesota's ticket to getting a second rounder in this draft because they don't have a second rounder. So I could see that happening just so Vegas can take Quitty Pay. Possible. So, because they they and they just let go of Arden Key, they need defensive linemen. That could be the move. Um, Miami at eighteen. You were talking about this. Miami could come out at eighteen and and you know move back, pick up uh, and and walk away with another you know load. They have so many first round draft picks in the next several years. They have two this year. They have so much. Um, Miami could trade down. And and I don't think they'll exit the first round at that pick. I think if, if they do trade down, they're going to trade down with like you know, like you said, Buffalo at thirty or maybe New yeah, Orleans Green at twenty eight, Kansas City. You know, the, these teams are all starting to think about their future. New Orleans is; they just lost Drew Brees. They've got two quarterbacks on one year deals. This could be smart. So you're looking at Miami. I could see them trading down. If they don't trade down, Miami's probably going to go defense. I think. And, and just continue loading up their defense because they did a great job last year with their defensive backs. I mean you could see the to be honest, you could see the first safety off the board here. Which <laughs> which would be interesting. Um so I mean first safety off the board, I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad at it. Um now at number nineteen you got Washington. There's a lot Yeah man. a um, lot of teams need QBs, baby. That's what it is. I mean they, Tyler Heineke's their guy. Um, what do you think? I is not the guy, but all well, they got
2: Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, are they? Are they? Who's going to pass Heineke by week two? Right. Who, who are they going to wait on? That's the thing. Who next are they going to wait on? You know, they're going to wait on next year and, and just bite the bullet this season. Bridgewater. Okay, oh, they they could make <laughs> the move for Bridgewater. That's another one. Um. Number twenty you got Chicago. Another team that needs a quarterback. They also need a corner. Well, they just trade for quick, did they not? Well, they got Andy Dalton.
2: Yeah, so they're they're locked in this
0: year. But, I mean they're locked in this year, but but at this point, do you do you think, hey, I'm gonna get a guy to sit behind Andy Dalton? No. I mean that's the um that's the, the question of the day. You know, because they, they I mean, I would get a guy to sit behind the old red rifle there it be done left.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, Andy Dalton is is. I mean, let's see. You you know, Lawrence. I I'm just looking at the the list. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Trask, Davis Mills might be a decent one. But, but we're talking
2: he, we're talking third round.
0: Yeah, uh, he's sixty two. Second round, second round there. So I mean, do they Trask reach third round. Do they reach on Davis Mills? No. I mean that's out of Stanford there. I mean he and he had a great pro day by the way. I just want to point out. I watched Davis Mills pro day. That dude was making passes so accurately in the porn ass rain. Just I mean dropping dimes. I mean it was impressive, just impressive. Davis Mills. I mean he might wind up being the guy. He'll be there in the second round pick. Well yeah, and that's that's probably what what you're dealing with now. Caleb Farley. The, the reason Caleb Farley, Sertain's supposed to go above Farley, who's ranked higher technically speaking, um, Farley has that back injury issue. So because Farley's got a back injury issue, Miami doesn't need a corner in this situation. Um, but you're talking Trayvon Merrick, who is the only first-round safety here, and they could use a safety. I could see that. Possible. I could see that move. Um, at linebacker, I could see uh, Owusu Karamoa from Notre Dame. I, I can never seem to to pronounce his name unless they decide to go with Jamin, Jamin Davis, Davis in the second round. That
2: would be a small reach, but not, not bad.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like Jamin Davis, but it, Davis, he's more... The problem with Jamin Davis is he only has 11 starts under his belt. He played 13 games all all his years. The problem for Jamin Davis is he's not a... Uh, um, he hasn't been an every down linebacker he's more of like a number 3 linebacker kind of guy to me so he's that you know that linebacker that you're going to put in if you're not playing the nickel you know so it's it, it it's he's the sub linebacker essentially so there's there's questions there um i could see them going with a christian Derisaw here darasaue could be the pick i mean and, and especially with that being a best available situation he technically ranks higher than slater but people seem to love Slater out of Northwestern more. Jenkins could go too. Yeah, I could see Tevin Jenkins. And possibly
2: a reach Leatherwood.
0: Leatherwood will drop, I believe. Leatherwood could drop to the second round. I like Alex Leatherwood. I think if you really any team that's looking at offensive linemen in the second round, Wyatt Davis is the home run here. Because he's the, I mean, dude's incredible. But you're looking at Miami, I think Trayvon Merrig is, is the pick here. Going to Washington, I mean... I don't know that they're going to reach on a Davis Mills in that situation. Washington doesn't need a whole lot of help at at their. I mean, some of their skill positions they could use some help. Maybe a Rondale Moore, I could see Bateman. Bateman, you love Bateman, don't you? I like Bateman. I, he's okay. I'm I'm not huge on Bateman. I I mean, given their circumstances, I think a Rondale Moore would be the better pick to get the uh, kind of the the deep ball guy, the speedster. I mean that that might be helpful to them to open things up a little bit. Uh, Chicago at twenty. I mean they need a QB. They're not going to reach on on a Davis Mills. They need receivers as well. That could be where Bateman goes. I could see Kadarius Tony going there too. But everybody No, I like, seems to I like, like Bateman, Bateman better. better than Tony. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I like Marshall better than Tony. Yeah, a lot of people do. A lot of people like Terrence Marshall. A lot of people are predicting Terrence Marshall will go top twenty. I've been seeing that a lot lately, and this could be the the situation with Chicago. Um, Indy. Now, now Indy's, you know, the things are getting a little hairy. Not a lot of movement in free agency from Indianapolis. Farley. Caleb Farley could be the pick. And 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 if he and, and really, Caleb Farley could be the pick to Chicago could. because they just lost Fuller. Farley could be the pick. I know a lot of teams are questioning Caleb Farley. That back injury is affecting him, and a lot of them are saying that that draft stock has just taken a tumble here. So you have that. Um, over at the corner situation, I mean, maybe Asante Samuel out of Florida. If Farley's
2: State. there, it's going to be Farley over Samuel.
0: I, I agree with that. I think Farley should be over Samuel, but Asante Samuel could be the pick there. Tyson
2: Campbell comes into play now too.
0: Yes, yes, he does. Going to Tennessee. So Tennessee, I mean they they don't they they need offensive line for sure because they just that they just missed on their their first so rounder. That could,
2: that could be a Jenkins or Leatherwood, but also going for. Uh, Tyson Campbell could be an option there too because they also just got let, let a um, Amari Jackson go.
0: Yeah, Tyson Campbell could be the pick. Uh, the, I, I honestly, a lot of folks are saying J.C. Horn could wind up being mm. higher than Caleb Farley at this point. If J.C. Horn is available, I think they go after J.C. Horn. People are really big on this kid, and and uh, I mean I've been seeing him go as far as like, oh hey, he's going 11 or 12. That's that's like the level people are getting on here with JC Horn. Um I like Tyson Campbell. He's he's very unseasoned. That there's he he's going to need some work. Man to man coverage, he blows a lot of coverages. I don't understand how he's ranked so high other than the fact that he you know he's a Georgia guy. But I I mean to me I think JC Horn's the better player. To be honest, I think he's the better corner. But I could see JC Horn Swinging out to a place like Tennessee, especially with them losing Adore there. Um, and, and really losing Malcolm as well. So that's a big one. Seattle traded their pick to the Jets. We remember that. Jets are picking at 23. Jets need help. Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> they they this really probably do. probably a
2: move in which you get your new quarterback help. This could be like a Bateman. This could be a uh, uh,
0: Rondell Moore. A Kadarius could be Tony. a Tony. Could be a Marshall. Yeah. You, you, you're going to see a receiver go here. Um, I think, I mean, lineman-wise, you, you could see some offensive linemen. They still have very good linebackers. I don't think Vera Tucker, Tucker falls past 20 with all the comparisons. Yeah, now you're talking
2: Jenkins, other than yeah, Davis.
0: I think Tevin Jenkins might be the pick here. Um, they 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 have a great defensive tackle. you got to remember they, they picked up a, a solid defensive tackle. I mean, Aziz Ojolari might be the pick. A lot of folks are big on Jalen Phillips recently. Which, I mean, his and his draft stock has been climbing. I could see Jalen Phillips possibly being the pick there, which, okay. I'm okay with that if I'm the New York Jets at that point. And I need a defensive end. I'm okay going with Jalen Phillips at that stage of the game. But but if any higher than that, I'm not going anywhere after him. Pittsburgh. Another team that needs a good quarterback behind old Big Ben, who signed that one-year deal. But you're
2: out of quarterbacks now. We're
0: out of quarterbacks.
2: This could be a reach for a running back.
0: Yeah, they yep, they don't really have one. Oh, look who's sitting at the top of the list, Najee Harris or Travis Chen. And Achen. it
2: actually, based on rankings, wouldn't be that much of a reach.
0: Yeah, it's really not. I mean, Najee Harry, Harris ranks 35 on the – on the. Uh, this is according to the CBS Sports um, uh, rankings here. Najee Harris ranks 35, and Chen ranks number 36. It's not much of a reach. They don't really have a running back. Um, I could see a Najee Harris here. I really could. I could see either one of those guys. I think a Chen's the better runner, to be honest. I think I think Najee Harris is is more of the bruiser where Achen's just a lot faster, in my opinion. But I mean one but, or the one or the other. Well you just answer really. your own
2: question. What type of player Succeeds well as a running back in Pittsburgh, the Bruiser, the big Bruiser.
0: Yep. So it might be a Harris. That that might be might be the choice. They also we got to remember they did lose an offensive lineman here. So like we were talking about Tevin Jenkins, a reach, a reach for Davis, a, a reach for Davis, maybe a shot at Leatherwood. I, I mean, all those guys, all three of them might be on the the table there. If Pittsburgh is if they are focused on going in the second round to get their their next big guy, a guy like Wyatt Davis might be a good pick. A lot of folks are big on Jalen Mayfield in the second round. Eh, okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not one of those people.
2: Cos- Basically, where they're going to be drafting in the second round, Cosby wouldn't be bad either.
0: Right. And and really, they have Asante Samuel still on the board there as well. I I, I think J.C. Horn goes before Asante Samuel Jr. But Asante Samuel, he's going to be available, and they need corners in Pittsburgh. They just lost one. So they, they do need, need that help. Um, you go over to... Jacksonville picking at 25 again. They did get that pick from the Rams for, for the uh golly, the linebacker. Um was it Ramsey? It might have been the Ramsey move, but they pick number 25. Jacksonville is on the board here. So Jacksonville goes out, they get Trevor Lawrence. They need receivers. They really do. And over here you've got Moore, Tony, point. Bateman, Marshall. That that run on offensive weapons, these skill set type of players, those those skill positions are gonna. There's gonna be a huge run on those in the first round. You're not gonna see like like you're gonna see some defensive players go in the first round, but you're not gonna see a ton. You're really not. I mean, and and you're gonna see certain guys fall. Guys like Christian Barrymore. I mean, he's he's gonna drop. You're gonna see guys, Jalen Phillips, Joseph Asai. You're gonna see these guys drop. Jason Oway. I mean, I like Jason Owey a lot. I think he's better than Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa. But, I mean, Jason noway out of Penn State, I dig him a lot more. And if you can pick him up in the late first round, you get a winner. I, I believe in that firmly. So, we go to Cleveland at 26, right? Cleveland, they have loaded up. And I think Cleveland
2: at 26 and 27 with Baltimore.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, as much as I want to say Baltimore's going to go receiver, I think that's the plan. But if enough defensive players completely free fall, right. Cleveland and Baltimore could very well go,
0: Oh, he's still there? Right. Taking him. And and that might be the situation. I think there's there's an a thought process with Cleveland that Christian Barrymore is gonna fall. And if Christian Barrymore falls to Cleveland, I mean and and really it's it's not a huge free fall for him. He's ranked he's the twenty fifth ranked defensive lineman in the entire draft. As far as like defensive tackles and whatnot. If he drops to twenty-six, I think Cleveland's loving life because they just replaced Cleveland
2: definitely goes defense. Yeah,
0: and they 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 replaced Shelton Richardson Richardson that just that just left, you know. So I mean they they replace that guy on a discount and they get a first round Mm -hmm. defensive lineman. I think Cleveland loves that. Go to Baltimore. Baltimore, I—I I mean, in my opinion, wide receiver is the no-brainer here. Yeah, um,
2: you, but I mean, you did just get Sammy Watkins, you got Brown, right? You got Andrews, and uh, if you're feeling optimistic about Duvernay, yeah, you could make the decision to go defense. I'm not sold, but on. I think Bateman or Tony, or potentially Marshall, is is the pick
0: here. Yeah, Terrence Marshall, I—I uh, I think Terrence Marshall becomes the pick.
2: I think defense is going to drop so much. They can snag what they need in
0: two, three, four. Right. And this is, it, as far as wide receivers go, let's not forget this is a deep, deep yes. wide receiver class. But deep. at
2: second, third, fourth round, you're, you're not going to get any of the elite type talents. Right. right, right, right. But the second round, you're still going to be able to get an elite
0: defensive player. Yeah. New Orleans, they need a quarterback. They're not going to get it. So... I don't think they need a quarterback.
2: I they have they two are. in the roster that start, they're going to they give, give a chance to. They're
0: going to give them a shot, but I, I think they're going to ultimately need a quarterback. But, but it won't be first round. It, yeah, it's not going to be first round. A Brock Purdy might be available at some point. But New Orleans, here we are, number 28. Um, they need all kinds of help. They need a defensive tackle. I don't think Christian Barmore falls, but he's the only one worth that. Um, it Maybe, uh, the, the, and this one's a, a tough one, Levi on. On Zirke, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. <laughs> From Washington, he's he's the guy that, that uh, they could go with here. They do need a defensive tackle. They just got rid of one of their defensive tackles. They need one. This could be the pick here. They have good linebackers. They have a good secondary. I think they're in great shape. They need a tackle? They need a tackle.
2: Because they need an end. I, I like Peyton Turner.
0: Peyton Turner's okay. He's,
2: he's lighter. He's tall. Yeah. He, he's going he's like he's like I can see him being your hands up guy just kind of biting down some balls.
0: Turner uh, but I mean looking at the ranking of Turner at 57, do you do you, do you reach well, don't on him i do not
2: like it? him better but but uh, I I think Turner's going to be a good player.
0: Yeah. Do you do you reach on him though? That becomes question of the day. Probably not. I mean if there's any guy if in my opinion that I would reach on would be the Milton Williams. Um Milton Williams great defensive tackle. And that's the kind of guy it, where given where they're picking, I think he's an excellent choice in the second round, and they get their defensive tackle there if they if they decide to go that route, really. Um, they do need some corner help because they do have that current situation. Let's not forget the the felony, buying a gun charge mm-hmm. deal going on with their number one corner. So a J.C. Horn, a Tyson Campbell might be the good pick. Greg Newsom, the second out of Northwestern, he might be the pick. So you've got some some options there with, with New Orleans. Um, moving into Green Bay territory. I think Aaron Rodgers will have an aneurysm if they don't go wide receiver here. I really do, and and he wants weapons and he doesn't have weapons. And the next big tight end is Pat Fryer, out of Penn State, and, and he's not ranked. He's ranked 66. They're not going that route. And when I see Elijah Moore and Terrence Marshall and Rashad Bateman, that could be the spot for Bateman. Could be. I think Bateman would be the the the. Penultimate pick for the Green Bay Packers in this situation. Get Aaron Rodgers his weapons. Um, they also, they don't have any corners signed past this year. Corner might be the move here. Tyson Campbell, Greg Newsom. Beyond this year, they don't have anybody, uh, I mean, currently, they don't have a single quarterback, a corner, rather, cornerback, on the roster with more than a one-year deal. So they need corners. Mm-hmm. And, and they. I mean, clearly... I mean, let's let's be honest. You know they're going to sign their boy. You know it's going to happen. Oh yeah. So I, I do they go corner here, and that that might be the selection. But I'm I'm convinced that if they don't get him, if they don't get big man Aaron Rodgers, a receiver, he's going to fucking lose it, and you might wind your wind up being in some big trouble. Going over to Buffalo. Buffalo needs a running back. And if a Chen or Harris is available at 30, they're taking one of the two.
2: And I think one will be there. I think a Chen will be there.
0: I think a Chen's going to be there. I think Harris goes above a Chen, but I think a Chen has the better career. And Buffalo, last year, in that in that playoff game last season, that's what the Chiefs knew. They The Chiefs just dipped back into coverage all game long, four-man rushes. They didn't do anything to protect against the run because they know Buffalo had no running back at all. I mean, they just beat the brakes off of them. Buffalo needs a running back, and that might be the thing to get them over the hump. You remember when Buffalo was running with Thurman Thomas? It, it was the best. It, it, he was the man. That's what got Buffalo to the promised land. They have the receivers. They need a running back. Get, the, get these guys running back. That's what they need. Moving into Kansas City, we're at thirty-one here. Kansas City Chiefs. They do need a little. I I don't see. I you you are really big on on. Uh, oh God, I forget his name now, Demarcus. Um, was it Demarcus? Marcus. Uh, uh, uh. Are they running back? No, they're a receiver. They're number two receiver. Oh, Hardman. Hardman. Thank you, Me Cole Hardman. You're you're big on him. I'm not. Well, I think he's a good three. Yeah, and they also have, what, Demarcus Robinson, I think it is, as well. Not Robinson, I hate. I, I don't like either of them. I believe that Kansas City needs a number two receiver, a true number two receiver. Uh, and and to be honest with you, I'm not sold on their current running back situation, but, I, I mean, I think Edward Taylor is a joke. Well, they made, they made a mistake by letting uh, Damian Williams go. Yeah. So, I mean, looking at Kansas City's current situation, they and they've rebuilt their offensive line through free agency on a discount, mind you. Um, I think they're they're good there. I think they're focused on defense, and I think they go corner. Uh, and there's a, there's a lot of good corners. They could go edge here. You could see a, a Joseph Asai go. They 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 could you. I mean, imagine that having a sigh on the other end is Frank Clark. Mm-hmm. How scary does that become? So there's there's options. Um, I, I think they could go edge here. They could go defense. Their defense wasn't anything to write home about, and it hasn't been for several years. Going defense might be the look. Um, linebacker-wise, I mean, you, you could. Uh, Jamin Davis could be the pick here, but I doubt it. Um, Owusu Karamoa might be the pick. If he falls. There's a lot of questions there. He could fall. And there's not a lot of teams that need linebackers ahead of him. And last but not least, you got Tampa Bay, the embarrassment of riches. Tampa Bay.
2: This could be a trade-down situation.
0: Yeah, they might trade out of the first round. And, and Tampa Bay winds up with a haul here. I mean, a lot of a lot of places right now. I mean, looking at the situation, a lot of say a lot of them say they need an edge rusher and Jason Owe. I mean, could that be? could be the case. Um, here we are. Tampa Bay, I I agree with you. I think it's a trade down. I think it's a trade down I think, I think it, they
2: can get what they need.
0: In the second and in third the second round. round. Yeah. Arguably the same player they'd be taking at 32. Right. Owe could fall. O- Owe could wind up in the second round with them. I mean, if they, they could just trade out and just say, here, take this. I uh, I think Minnesota would be a trade partner. If they if Minnesota wants to come to 32 and get their edge, I'd be ecstatic there if if Minnesota wound up with with getting like say Elijah Vera Tucker or their offensive line, and then they came back up to thirty two to get their edge. I'll, I'll applaud Rick Spielman here. Somebody's going to trade into that spot, I think. I do too. And then that's our first round. Now, I think, and we got to remember teams that don't have a first rounder. Houston does not have a first rounder. Um, I don't believe... Rams don't either. Rams don't have a first-rounder. Seahawks don't have a first-rounder. So so we do have several teams without first-rounders here. But that's the how we're looking at the first-round here. Um, and that's our breakdown. So are you excited for draft day, Tyler? It'll be interesting. Now that we are... Oh, we gotta, we got to pull the timer up. Oh, God. Yeah, the timer. Now that we are, as of this recording, 11 days, 8 hours, 40 minutes, no, now 39 minutes, and 58, 57, 56... Fifty-five. Seconds. I will kill you. <laughs> so that's our uh, our show for today. Hope you all like draft stuff. I know it's it, you know it doesn't always become the most exciting thing in the world after number fifteen, but it's stuff we got to go through, Tyler. It's what we got to do. Yeah, we're pounding on the desk here. It's what we got to do. That's what we're here for. Next show, we're going to wind up doing the draft recap and uh, reaction stuff, which very excited. That'll be our our, our next episode. Be we, uh, we're gonna we're gonna hit it right after uh, the draft. The Yep. We got all three days uh, on the 29th, thirtieth, thirty first, I believe it is. I forget how many days. But <laughs> yeah, we're, it might be the first actually. April thirtieth, the yeah, there's not yeah. a thirty first. Yeah, April. yeah. So or May. Or April. April, April, April. Yeah. So uh we'll we'll wind up doing that. Um we'll do our draft recap and uh yeah, want to give our shout out to our sponsor over at It's Your Time Massage. Check out Amanda's massage page at iytmassage.com, or you can check it out at uh, Facebook at It's Your Time Massage. Tyler, have you gotten a massage yet? What's Facebook? You are you son of a bitch. Uh, you better get a fucking fucking massage, Tyler. Get a Facebook too, God damn it. What are you, Neanderthal? But um, thank you so much for listening, folks, and uh, we appreciate you. And we will be back after the draft right here on the Outside
1: Blitz. Join us soon on The Outside Blitz, and be sure to follow on Facebook at facebook.com backslash The Outside Blitz, and feel free to email us questions at theoutsideblitz at gmail.com.